We have come now to the fifth chapter. Uh, we, we're winding it up, winding it down, I, I should say. We have come to the fifth chapter of the book of Galatians. And I'm going to begin reading in chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5, and I'll begin reading at verse 1. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, I'll begin reading there at verse 1. I'll, I'll read uh, a few of the verses, but then we'll share more as we enter into the sermon. But Galatians chapter 1, I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. If you have your copy of God's Word, you can follow along with me there. Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. It says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision, he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view and the one who is troubling you will bear the, the penalty whoever he is. The one who troubles you will bear the penalty whoever he is. Lord, let us pray. Uh, Father, we, we thank you, God, for your word. Um, oh, Lord, it is a, uh, your ancient and, and holy word, Father, but it applies to the life of all the world today. Lord, apply it now to our minds and our hearts as we open it, God. Um, be glorified in our hearing and our understanding of it, Lord. Open our understanding, God. Let your grace uh, be upon all that are gathered here and every household that's represented here and those that are uh, viewing uh, online, God, let your grace and peace be with each one. God, I ask for your special presence in this time by the power of your Holy Spirit. I ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word. And Father, I ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. As Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In, in the book entitled To Be a Slave by Julius Lester, individuals who have been held under slavery in our country shared accounts of their lives during and after the time of their enslavement. 
Sally Carter, a woman emancipated from slavery, offered her sentiment and stance to the writing regarding uh, the institution of slavery. Uh, And she said, I quote, now that slavery is over, I don't want to be in there another slavery. And if ever near another slavery come up, I wouldn't stay here. That's words of Sister Sally. I'm, I'm not sure how Sister Sally planned to avoid any future return to slavery, but whatever it was, I'm sure that everyone can agree with her declaration. Never again, never again. Uh, The the thought of of willingly returning to a place of captivity after being set free, it probably strikes most of us as insane. The text, the text today urges the church to share the stance of Miss Carter against spiritual bondage, calling us to stand firm and stay free. That's the title of the message today. Stand firm and stay free. Uh, the, the thought that, that, that holds some of this together is, is it's a charge. Don't let anyone move you away from the hope you have in Christ. Don't let anyone move you away from the hope you have in Christ. This is important. Now, we're going to see how important it is. Paul has uh, continued uh, to share the truth with the Galatian churches about their salvation and, and been directing them toward right thinking concerning the things that God has accomplished for them in his grace through the Lord Jesus. He's been working on that uh, throughout the chapters. Uh, Last week, uh, Pastor John shared some of the historical pictures used by Paul to show that believers are called to be a part of a legacy of freedom. Uh, If you heard last week's message, you you know what I mean. It, It is the heritage or the inheritance that God makes available and possible for his children who are born, how are they born? Uh, who are born according to his promise and spirit, not by any human efforts. Uh, uh, before now, before turning to how the church should live in light of the truth he's been sharing, um, Paul's, uh, he, 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 like he does in many of his letters, uh, he, he, he loads up the beginning of the letter with truth and then, it, like he does, he does here in these verses, he reinforces the message and, and gives uh, uh, the implications for those who tamper with it or deviate from it. So, so, so there is a, there is a, uh, there is a uh, what you should know and what you should do. And so Paul, uh, uh, he, he lays that out for us. Here, he encourages the Galatians to stand firm and stay free, considering a few things, considering the benefits they'd forfeit if they don't stand firm, considering the burdens they'd take on 
if they don't stand firm. He also wants them to consider the consequences of false teachers. The consequences of false teachers. And then he he calls them to consider the controversy of the cross. The controversy of the cross, it, 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 all, it all makes sense. He says, look, he, he says for freedom, uh, uh, this, this finishes up the message he left off in, 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 in chapter four, and it also transitions into this uh, word in chapter five. He says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Uh, focusing on freedom, the freedom Christ has given. Uh, Paul emphasizes that it was granted to be lived out and not surrendered. Um, Christ didn't give it so that it would be given away. Um, So Paul says, stand firm in freedom. It's it's a place where uh, uh, you, you, you should... Plant your flags and stand your ground when it comes to freedom. Uh, imagine, imagine a tug of war happening, uh, but, but losing the tug of war would actually place you in a, a, a situation of bondage. Wouldn't you dig in your heels and make sure not to be moved if the stakes were that high? Uh, Paul says, stand firm. And, and, and as I heard Paul speaking about this freedom, I, I wonder if Paul was sharing this message today, would, would, would he get pushback? Would he get pushback? Would someone, would someone say, uh, and today and in our nation, in the Western world, would someone say, if it's my freedom, I can do with it what I want? Would, would, he, would he get pushback? It, it's... And then I started asking myself a bunch of questions. Is is freedom still freedom if it has boundaries? Um, not not not. The answer would be no. Not the freedom that the world speaks of when it calls for freedom. You put boundaries on the world's freedom, and now they consider it no longer freedom. Um, the world's freedom is being free to do whatever makes you happy. That's not what this scripture is about. Um, this, this, this freedom Christ has granted from the penalty of, uh, of, of sin, the guilt and the, and the power of sin, freedom from the bondage of striving to gain eternal life and favor with God by rule keeping. Freedom, yet it's, it's not freedom to make up our own rules. Uh, you know, mismanaged freedom can also lead to bondage. Uh, picture, picturing the law here like the wooden yoke that was laid on the shoulders of animals and enslaved people to keep them in line as they worked. Paul warns the Galatians to not get themselves under that again. Don't do it again. Instead, look, it's freedom from and it's freedom to. Instead, they should stay hitched to the yoke of Christ. 
Christ has a yoke. You heard about it in Matthew chapter 11. The, 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 the place where Jesus calls all the weary to come and rest. In his yoke that he says is easy uh, with burdens that are light. Uh, be, be, be in that yoke. Paul reminds them of what they'll forfeit submitting to the wrong yoke. Uh, Christ has a yoke that's made for us. But look, look, he says, he says, look, I, Paul, say to you, if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by law. You have fallen away from grace. Oh, um, you know, besides uh, observing dietary laws and the, and the religious calendar, one of the steps towards bondage that the false teachers in Galatia were pushing was, was for the non-Jewish men to be circumcised. They, they, it was... The next circumcision, uh, the circumcision that was initially given by God to Abraham as a sign of the covenant is used here by Paul uh, to sum up law keeping as a human means of gaining righteousness. Get what he means when Paul says it. he's, He's looking at a big picture, not just one act. So he'll describe the act, but he'll also consider the big picture. Um, It it is, in a nutshell, a shift from God-centered salvation to a self-centered one. And and a self-centered salvation, we know where it leads. He's been talking about it through this whole text. It's it's like, he, he says, I, Paul, mark my words. It's like Paul's words here, um, look each of the Galatians in the eyes to warn them about giving in to this. Basically, uh, what he's saying is, is they're turning their backs on God's free gift. God is leaving God with his hand out. This gift. Look, uh, uh, first, first, he said they'd give up the benefits of being in Christ. Look what you'll lose. He, imagine someone paying off a fine for you that has a prison penalty. I'm not talking about a parking ticket. Uh, 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 but, but, but instead of just accepting it, you insist on trying to pay it yourself and you don't have the funds. And then because of that, their payment never gets credited to your account. Look where you are. Look where you are. Paul said, you you, you forfeit that. Paul, secondly, he also warns that uh, accepting this one piece of the law as a sign of righteousness, um, it places them under a burden that they just can't carry. It's too much for them. Uh, and the burden is too much is because it doesn't stop there. Uh, I'm reminded of the uh, children's book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. Huh? 
It doesn't, it doesn't stop there. It, it, it continues to go on. Um, uh, uh, you, you, there, there's more to it. You, you, don't, you don't get to go buffet style with the law. People try to go buffet style with the Bible. They try to go buffet style with Christianity. But with the law, and you shouldn't there, but with the law, you, you don't get to go uh, uh, buffet style. You eat everything in there or you're guilty of everything in there. Uh, James made it clear in chapter 2, verse 10 of his, his, of his writing. But Paul's been making it clear. In, in Acts 15, Paul, uh, Peter said this thing is a burden. Peter's, Peter called it a yoke that none of the fathers or they themselves, the, the mighty apostles, were even able to bear. Peter said in, in Acts, he said, don't, he said, why should we try to put that on somebody else? Um, thirdly, um, here's, here's a, here's a, here's a, they can't have law and Jesus as a backup plan. <laughs> They can't have law and Jesus as a backup plan. Uh, I want to say something about a Monopoly card so bad, but I, I won't go there. That one card everybody wants to get out of uh, jail, free card they want to have. But no, no, look, look, there, there's, you can't have both. There's no, there's no gray area. There's no gray area. You're, you're either in the law boat or on the grace boat. Two, two different both. You cannot stand on both at the same time. Uh, you, you, when, when, when you choose one, the other one sails off. And you can't be on both. Um, so before they, uh, they fall overboard from grace, Paul, Paul gives them a quick reminder of what they should be standing firm in. He says, verse 5, for through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. When Paul says, we ourselves, we ourselves, he's emphasizing the stance authentic Christians take. He says, we ourselves. The real ones. He says, uh, faith, faith positions us to recognize we already have what the law demands people work for. Faith, faith. Uh, somewhere it says that it's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We, we he says, faith. He says, we anticipate looking forward with confident expectation to the time when we will experience completely the blessing of what God already reckons, reckons us to be. Um, the, 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 the assurance of righteousness that God has poured out for us by his spirit. We have it. Uh, uh, it, it, it it's, it's in a, there, there's, there's a place, and we don't have time this morning. Uh, there's a situation called the already and the not yet. And we live in the tension of that. Uh, but, but, but even though the, the fullest experience of this life is still to come, 
Christ has already initiated a whole new category of life here and now. The new creation. He's, he's already broken it open. Um, a, a life empowered by the spirit of God that what? Operates in love. Paul is, he's going di- to dig in later and we'll get to it, uh, uh, into this love-centered faith uh, in, later in the chapter. But, but he makes his point here that it's only the new order of faith that's demonstrated by Jesus' sacrificial love that matters now. Only this kind of faith. It's, it, it, it's, it's the only thing that counts. It, it's no longer what your flesh looks like to others, but what does your faith look like toward others? It, that, that's what reveals the authenticity. How do you live out the faith? Uh, um, he moves and he starts considering the false teachers now. He says, you, you were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. It's a proverb. Uh, the, 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 the world championships for track and field are coming up this week. I'm a fan. Fan, of, I'm a fan. If you know, you know. I'm a fan. Of, I'm a big fan of the races. Um, and when I first began watching the sprints, it seemed like the runners with fast starts would be the ones that would surely win the race. But I found that it's not always those who take off well and fast, but those who, as they say, trust and maintain the good form they've been trained in that usually end up taking the race. It's in the arms. It's in the arms. That usually end up taking the race. They, they trust and maintain the good form, you listening, that they've been trained in. Paul often compares the life of faith to a race. He was a fan of the races too, me and Paul. In, in, in case, in case, Though you haven't figured it out now in your faith journey, you will figure it out if you haven't. This faith journey is more of a marathon than it is a sprint. You can take off fast if you want (laughs) to. But it's it's a marathon. Looking at the Galatians, they look like they might win the way they started off in Christ. They started off with a bang, but, but then all of a sudden, something got in their way. Uh, someone put a, a detour sign in front of them, and they followed the sign and ran right off the course. Paul says, you need to get back on here. Uh, Paul, Paul, he's asking questions, but he, he doesn't need names of the perpetrators. He doesn't need that. He just needs the Galatians to see that the detour is not the true path to living out their life of freedom. That's what he needs to happen. And just like the Galatians, it's not just them, just like the Galatians, we have to always consider the source. We we don't just uh, 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 take off after someone or something. We, We need to... 
consider the source. Anyone or anything interfering with your progress toward the truth can't be representing the same one who called you to the truth. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So we need to consider it. If, it. if it veers from the truth, it's not from God. One of the ways, uh, and we got several, but you know, we can meet and talk about it sometime. One of the ways that to spot the untruth is that it always makes more of what we do for God than what he does for us or what he's done for us. When, 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 that, starts, when, the, when, when that starts being the language and the posture, you start knowing something's fishy here. There's no way we could be or ever be doing more for him than he's already done for us. And, and, and so Paul is emphasizing all of this, in it, but in case this might seem like no big deal to the Galatians, Paul makes it clear that, hey, all it takes is a pinch of this false teaching to infect and misguide the course of the whole church. That's all it takes. Just a, just a pinch, like, like yeast. We, we, we could also, as, as we look through um, Galatians and we look through this, this text, we could also read this uh, unbothered, thinking uh, we don't face or, or need to be concerned with the warnings here in this text, uh, but, but many gospel-distorting troublers are still around today, speaking in very persuasive ways. Uh, they, they, are, they, are, they are near. <laughs> uh, they are virtual. Um, but, but they are, they are present. Uh, and, and they're closer than we think. If we have any plans on, t- on taking up Jesus' mission and moving beyond our circles of comfort, we're surely going to go out and encounter them as we go. Um, just, just last week uh, or so, here, right here in Wilmington, I witnessed someone affiliated with the religious identity group called Hebrew Israelites uh, trying to promote uh, nationality slash race as a standard for being the true people of God. Uh, uh, he, he engaged a, a, a sister, a believer, in the coffee shop in a series of questions to attempt to make his point sound valid. And, and, and me having some background on this group, I realized that, that he'd soon try to convince the woman that she needed Christ and to be keeping the law. I knew it was coming and I, and I wrestled with the, whether or not I should jump in and I was fighting because I didn't want to just jump, but, but something was welling up in me, yet I was, I was relieved to hear her simply stick to the message of Christ in response. She stood firm. She stood firm. And, and, and as we go, that's my prayer. I, I have faith that we'll all stand firm. When the time comes, we'll stand firm. Paul had this faith. He said, I have confidence in the Lord, in verse 10, that you will take no other view 
and the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. Paul, he starts getting a little sharp when he looked. Paul had faith in God's mercy and power more than what circumstances looked like. The Galatians were looking a little unsteady, but Paul had faith, just like uh, 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 the Philippians were looking a little unsteady, but Paul had faith. He says, I, I said, I, he said, I'm confident that he who began a good work in you will we'll perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Paul, Paul, even with all he's heard going on with the Galatians, Paul is trusting God to take care of two things. He said, two things I know God will handle for me. He said, one is, is helping them see and stick to the truth. Paul said, they're his people. He got to help them see and stick to you. He'll do it. I, I have, I'm confident. And the other thing Paul says, I'm confident of him taking care of the troublemakers that are leading them astray. Uh, 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 sometimes you, I've heard you got to turn that thing over to God and let him handle uh, those things. Because some, somewhere I read that, that if I handle it, I might end up in jail. Not me. I heard that. Someone say that. So you, you have to trust God to handle some things. But still, to, to, to clear the record, he shares here, lastly, in verse, verses 11 and 12, he shares, just to clear the record, he says, um, just, just one last point, he says, but if I brothers, if I brothers still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. This is for anyone that was drifting off. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. Paul, 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 listen. He said uh, 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 another piece, another piece of ammunition for standing firm and staying free is is taking on sound preaching and teaching, taking it on. Paul clarifies that the false influence wasn't from God and what they were getting about circumcision definitely wasn't from him either. He says, it's not my message. It's not my message. Uh, uh, Part of the lying persuasion used by the folks distorting the gospel is that Paul this is how they put it. Paul is really on board with this. Um, they imply that he knows circumcision and law keeping is the right way. He's been sharing it with, with some, but he's, he's keeping it from y'all. Uh, this, is, this is how they, 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 they it, I, and can I, a quick side note, if anybody tells y'all what I think, please call me and talk to me about it. I'll let you know. Uh, if it sounds fishy, it's probably fishy. Watch this. Um, Paul says, no, it's not. They said, that's not my message. It's not, it's not, it's not from me. But Paul, and not that he ever considered this, but we can look at it and consider it. It would have been easier for Paul to just go ahead and preach what was popular uh, that's how you fill a, fill a room up and get a big audience. Uh, um, to, 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 it would have been easier to give um, 
to, to give people a little Jesus and a little something else. It's just like today. <laughs> uh, uh, folks don't mind hearing about Jesus as long as the message is not exclusive. If they can have Jesus and a little mysticism, or if they can have Jesus and five to ten self-help strategies, if they can have Jesus and anything but exclusive Jesus, anything but what he claims in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but by me, but by circumcision, no, but by, but by keeping, but by me, except through me, or, 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 they, or anything except for uh, what he said, and especially what he said in John 15, 16, uh, where he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. How's that for your self-esteem? Apart from me, you can do nothing. But the thing that ruffles the most feathers is the cross. Oh, don't give me the cross. The cross, the cross. Uh, Paul, Paul told the Corinthians in, in the chapter, in the first chapter of Corinthians, the 22nd, 24th verse, he, uh, he, he told them, he says, for Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly, foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Paul says, I'm, I'm determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The cross, the cross, it's a, it's a scandalous message, the cross, the, 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 even the word offend or offense, it, it comes from the Greek into our language as the word scandal. It's a scandalous message for those who, who want to take credit for making themselves righteous. The cross is scandalous to them, whether it's through, uh, uh, through religious activity or through their own intellectual pursuits that they want to make themselves righteous. The, the, the cross is scandalous. It's scandalous to them that God would use a wounded, lowly Messiah to save them. One who died a criminal's death on a cross. It's, 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 it's offensive. It, it, they, they, they stumble. They can't get past it. Um, it it's scandalous to them that, that beyond, not just that, but that only through him and what he's done can anyone be considered right with God. It's a scandal to them. If Paul was to add anything to Christ's work on the cross, it would make, make it easier uh, for folks to swallow. Paul says, if these folks are telling y'all I'm preaching this, do you see how, what, what, what's going on in my life? If I, was, if I was preaching a little bit of this and a little bit of that, it would make my life a little easier and maybe it would hold off the people trying to arrest and kill me for preaching. Yeah, a crossless faith would never offend anyone's inflated sense of self-sufficiency 
or even call us to reject our own ways. It's it, the, the faith without claws or teeth. A crossless faith is no faith at all, not ours. Listen, um, but, 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 but not only would it, would it be unoffensive, it would cheat Christ out of his glory. And, and it would also cheat people out of his saving power toward them. A crossless faith. Recognizing what all of this leads to, Paul speaks even more strongly about the folks purposely distorting the clear message of the gospel. It's, it's, it's not, and, he, and he's not retaliating against them for their words and, the, and their work against him, but but it's, but it's all about the harm they are trying to inflict on the Lord's church. Paul knows all about that. He's not about that life anymore. He's, he, he, he's after caring for the church now. So almost sarcastically, he says to the Galatians, he says about these troublemakers, if, if they are so hung up on cutting, they should go all the way on themselves. Let them be so devoted that they just remove it all. I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, trying, I'm sensitive. I'm speaking sensitively. But Paul is not really speaking sensitively. He, he's unapologetically graphic because it's that serious. He's not just being graphic for, 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 for shock's sake. It's that serious. Paul's point is to make it all as unappealing and ugly as possible to get the churches to see just how harmful the false teaching is. And, and so everything that Paul's emphasized here in this text is, is, is helpful for us as we, as, we, as we go out into the world and we go about our life. As, as, as we prepare to, to, to leave this place, but never God's presence. Um, it's, it's, it's helpful for us. Um, some of us, we prayed earlier about hidden burdens. Some of us may feel like we're being tugged away from the faith by life. But we're reminded here with so much on the line to just stand firm and stay free. There's too much at stake. It's helpful for us. For, for, for those who, who've been listening to Galatians and feel like, I, I got that. They feel like uh, they, they get this. Your call is, is not only now to stand firm and stay free, but also now to be ambassadors of freedom. Your call is, is, is when the tugging gets too much for someone else, we're called to come along beside them in faith and help them Amen. dig in their feet and pull against what's trying to pull them away from the faith. It's to also now be ambassadors of Christ's freedom in the world. Ambassadors of Christ's freedom who, who, who go about desiring to liberate people from unbearable yokes and connect them to Christ's life of faith, hope, and love. Ambassadors who 
proclaim the benefits that Christ has provided through his sacrificial love on the cross, holding it up high and unashamed for others to see. We're called down to be ambassadors as we stand firm and stay free. And we're also called, lastly, to reject whatever calls us away from following him in that same kind of sacrificial love. We need to reject anything that would tell us we shouldn't live the cross life. We're called to be now ambassadors of freedom. We're called to stand firm and stay free. And may the Lord make it be so for his sake.